Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mama's on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in. This is Weekend Gardening, and we've already got an absolutely mouthwatering text going on our line today. And that other idea doesn't sound too bad either, Bill. I'm looking up in your previous texts. Beautiful beans, green and purple. Ooh, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. All right, now, it's full tilt gardening season. If you, if, if you don't think you're a gardener and you wake up on this particular day and haven't got just an urge to go out and do something, an, an urge to at least, uh, shall we say, groom up the house plants to you know all the way up to and including mowing the lawn and putting in some irrigation perhaps well you know if if you're not feeling it today we need to talk to you triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven that is the super talk call line here and six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five is the ceasefire text line when you use that telephone number and actually when you send a text as well lance will see it all first because <laughs> he's in charge and we have to be nice to him or he'll turn off the microphone hey lance what's up how are you doing i'm i'm good i'm good you know what today is right Yes, yes, I finally know what day it is. It's May the 27th, and today is, in fact, the day that the Mississippi Gulf Coast Daylily Society will hold its show. I'm so proud of myself. I'm finally on the calendar. I've, always, I've said for a long time that, you know, I live by the calendar and not the clock. Well, I've been off the calendar. I think I've been in another time zone. It's, there's something going on lately. So that is today at the Edgewater Mall. We've already talked about how much we love that place. Hattiesburg Area Daylily Society will hold its show next week on Saturday, June the 3rd. So I didn't mess it up this time. Y'all are welcome. Well, I mean, as good as your Asiatic lilies are looking. Oh, thank you. You had to have lilies on the mind. I I have. And and the day lilies look pretty, too, but they're just not quite as fancy as the Asiatics this week. You're right. I have been enjoying that a whole lot. I'm going to say something nice about a day lily that the day lily people don't like. I like Kwanzaa. I have a clump of it. It's nowhere near the nice daylilies. It's not going to eat them alive <laughs> as it's capable of doing. But that old orange thing is just so pretty. I'm, I'm getting some tiger lilies. That's another nice thing that I don't want to put, don't put in the same place with these others because it's a little bit more aggressive. But just, it's just beautiful to have all of those at this time of the year. I have seen some pictures in the Garden Mama group on Facebook of Gloriosa lilies. That's the only actual vining true lily that we have it's one of the prettiest too bright bright colors lovely thing but it it is in fact lily lily time all the way around here what are the ones that are that beautiful dark maroon and they're almost like velvet that you have growing and i asked you the other day but i don't think i ever 
I don't know the name. I don't know its individual name. It's one of the Asiatics, but there's a. It does have a variety name, and I tried to find it, but I can't. That is, that is the that white one is yeah. called Snow. Snow of all things, but, but that <laughs> doesn't maro- even look like snow. That but maroon anyway. one looks like like a fabric. It, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's something else. Really beautiful flower, and the one of the things about Asiatic lilies is that they last so long in the vase. Some of them are very, very pungent. If you have ever gone to an occasion in a closed room with a lot of people and you wondered why your nose ran afterwards it may have been the cologne on the 1700 women that you know all have a different scent but it may have been the stargazer lilies up on there on the bank okay because those are really pungent and they're one of the, they're, they're lovely in the garden from a slight distance but when you get up close to them they're very very sweet and almost overwhelming the snow and as also the the maroon one also has a little bit of scent but it's not too much i did cut some and bring them in the house and it it's pleasant it's not obnoxious I, i like i like to have scents in the house but i have to tell you that this recent spate of people advertising whole house replace the way it smells systems Makes me wish they just open the windows. You know, I think maybe sometimes fresh air is an actually better idea. Maybe right. not. Cut flowers. That's the way. Most to go. of them. Yeah, most of the time. Most now of there are people who can't stand any mm-hmm. scent at all. And when we talk about which cut flowers we're going to grow, we always have to say, particularly if you're going to do an event for someone like, you know, a graduation or a, a wedding or whatever you're making the flowers for, you need to talk to them and ask them if it's okay if these things smell. <laughs> yeah, we were. Some uh, people don't like that. We we all uh, met up in New York City. It was a bunch of like my mom, sister, and a bunch of folks years and years ago, and we were all coming from all over the country. All met in you know at different times, and we were standing in the Waldorf Astoria, a great place. And so um, I remember being the last one there. And so it, it, when I got there, uh, my sister's boyfriend at the time and I went kind of running around the streets of New York, you know, at midnight and came across this huge flower stand, which I've uh. never seen anything like that. <laughs> it was midnight. And they Get were open. Attention. Yeah. Sure. So sure. I grabbed a huge, I just like one of this, one of that, as many, you know, of, of, of you know, the most beautiful stuff I could find. Wrapped it up, hauled butt back to the hotel, went upstairs and put this beautiful bouquet of flowers on the nightstand for my mom and sister. And I think there was a couple other people. And I just sat it there. And I remember I was waking up the next day. And it was like a suite. We had two rooms. And no one could breathe. <laughs> and back then, you, you did could, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Back then, it. you could open the windows to the Waldorf. Fortunately. I mean, oh, God. Yeah. I mean, it was like you said, 72 people with you know, yeah. perfume. But it's it was really... a beautiful bouquet. But I learned a lesson with that. Well, those are the ones you hope that somebody will take a picture of. Because it's intense, and you don't know, you know, until you were a guest somewhere that there's something that you that makes you sneeze through the entire wedding. I mean, it's just terrible stuff. A fun stuff though, because they are so long lasting. This is another case we talk about Easter lilies. The same is true of Asiatics, and in fact, any of the lilies, because their pollen is going to be exposed. You want to pluck it off so that it doesn't discolor the petals themselves, and also because it will help the flower not age quite as quickly. I was admiring, and I say that with my tongue planted firmly in my cheek, I was admiring my neighbor's drift roses this week. I've decided that drift roses have to be as tough as all the advertisement about them. The reason I say that is because my neighbor is not a gardener. I don't have to worry that he's listening to this program. He wouldn't dream of it. But his daughter, a landscape architect, planted this for him. And 
even though it the 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 little shrubs, you know, the drift roses are a couple of feet tall and they're quite thick. They have small leaves and they're covered in flowers. They're lovely, lovely little plants and they don't really need much attention, but they will benefit from some. He his look sort of like um, ice cream cones. He, he's that they're they're taller in the middle and they have flowers on top, and then they're low and they have taller because he's never pruned them. If you will prune drift roses or any kind of ground cover rose just shortly after the first bloom in the springtime, not a lot. You're just going to trim them to even them up a little bit. That will give you the opportunity to continue to have flowers, but also to continue to have growth that is in a more symmetric fashion. He also doesn't weed the bed. So the Bermuda grass is about as tall as the plants, if not taller, and yet they continue to bloom anyway. So my hat is off to drift roses today. <laughs> I like the coral-colored ones. He has the reds. The yellows are pretty, too. There's, there's quite a few of them. And if you're looking for that bold color right up next to your front door, for example, in a sunny front yard, drift roses are a great choice. I hope that you'll consider them. Fun stuff. Um, let's see. Oh, this is wonderful. Polly from Brandon is, is letting us know that we, we have some results. The fig tree after the freezes, yeah. And now she's got new growth coming up from the base, which is wonderful news. I, I have to say, my new growth is coming up at the base of one of my figs, so much at the base that it is laying on the ground. And I'm not sure what I'm going to do about it. I think I may propagate it, but I don't know if it's actually going to stand up enough to grow back up into a, a shrub or a tree or anything else. We're still finding out, of course, lots of results from the winter's weather. We sometimes have the, the, the cliches, okay, of... April showers bring May flowers. All right. Well, that that's that's true. The, the, that's all certainly true. But I think we're going to have to start talking about the random freezes sometimes pleases because we've got some stuff that's just beautiful. Some of them needed to be frozen back a little bit anyway, apparently, and they've all rejuvenated. But, yeah, there have been a few that there, there, there's been some losses. That's for sure. And I'm, I'm not going to tell you that that's, you know, not unfortunate. It, it is. Freshwater fishermen, I will be doing more stories than you want to know about freshwater today, probably, and because it's it's all kind of geared towards the fisher people. I, I was reminded not too long ago that the pronouns that I grew up with are not necessarily the right ones, but fisherwoman just sounds funny, and fisher sounds like some sort of bird. So, or a chess player, so I, I'm not sure what term to use. But the Fisher people are finding out that from the University of Colorado at Boulder, 53% of the largest freshwater lakes in the world are in decline, and they are putting most of that onto the rising temperatures, which cause greater evaporation, which also cause the, the wildlife and whatnot to change. But the way they did it is almost as interesting as the results. For 30 years, we've had access to satellite observations, and this is what they have basically done. If you've, if anyone's ever done this for you, I've, I haven't learned how to do it myself, but you can stitch things together, stitch pictures together, and get a time lapse of something. Well, that, so apparently I can do that with my new phone. 
I don't know if I'll ever do that with my new phone, but I'm working on it. But the, the, the whole thing of looking at these satellite observations and doing that kind of stitching gives them the opportunity to understand where the water levels are, how things have changed around the water, and also to measure things, you know, because we do have some opportunity to measure things to see how things are changing in terms of the climate, also in terms of human consumption, and frankly, sedimentation, because some, some of the weather processes that pass over lakes and get get wound up in them, of course, create greater sediment than others. So it's an, an interesting thing to consider. First comprehensive assessment of the trends and the gr- drivers of this whole process. So this will be the, the benchmark from which we measure going forward. Lakes are not really that well monitored. We don't use them for commerce. Like unlike you know rivers, we generally speaking, somebody's out there measuring river levels and and flow and all of these other elements about them, but we don't necessarily do that with lakes. So at least this will be the beginning of more information than than what we have. We already have information on the, the Caspian and the Salton, and you know we we would expect that, but now we've got some information about other seas that we do need to have. Pretty interesting now. The changes that are going on in the lakes, of course, affect what lives there. But the changes in rivers can also affect what lives there. You might expect that. Or on the other hand, you might think, well, the river just flows by and whatever's in it goes on out to the lake or the ocean or the river or the whatever it is. Massachusetts Institute of Technology, though, is telling us that we might have a, a little bit better understanding of that crazy phenomenon that we report here that you 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 all send me stories about this there'll be some crazy place where there's no other reason for it than that there's that the place is there and the eco diversity is tremendous we we do think of madagascar we think of other places where the the diversity is greater than the geography would indicate it could be so what they're looking at in this particular paper reporting in science they're making the case that in the southern appalachians particularly the tennessee river basin which many of us are fairly familiar with you know lots of freshwater fish there fed my family probably yours but what they have found is that the rivers have eroded and as they have because they go through the different rock types in that particular area the the change of the landscape has changed what lives there and we oftentimes think of the other way around you know that we that that, that we end up with things moving into an area and that changes the ecology of it but in this case it's the other way around and in this the green fin darters <laughs> characteristically green-tinged fins, which I'll admit I've never seen, but the, the, the creatures are, are actually separate. They're different, and they will be eventually classified so. But interesting enough, if we can figure out, as they tell us, the geographic and geologic factors that contribute to biodiversity, we'll probably be better able to preserve and conserve what we're trying to hold on to. The... Uh, <laughs> Diving in one more time. <laughs> it's time for sooty mold. This is the time of year that we think about all the time. And the sooty mold itself will not kill your crepe myrtle, but let me look at this. If I cut the trunk down to new growth, will it come back? Yes, probably, but there, what you're looking at is actually crepe myrtle bark scale, which is a much more difficult problem. So the, the freeze probably 
took the tree down because it was already damaged from the bark scale. Yes, cut the trunk out, let the other stuff come up and see what you got. I would certainly do that. No problem at all. Can I talk to Brenda or do you want me to wait? Hey, Brenda. Welcome in from Moorhead. Thank you for calling this morning. Good morning. Howdy. What's up? Uh, is it too late to plant Asiatic lilies? Theoretically, I would say yes, but I have been given bags of them and found some on sale another time, you know, this late in the season and went right on and planted them. Better to plant them than to store them. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank so they may or may not. They may or may not bloom. They probably will. But if they don't bloom this year, they'll bloom next year. I think she took off on us. Did, did she, did <laughs> she, she was. Li- she was trying was to listen too. To I think. It looks yeah. like she went. It's. It's one of those things. We're. Um, we're on a delay here. So if you try to listen and talk at the same time, we get like this because <laughs> we can't really talk at that point. Oh goodness, that is pretty growth though on that crepe myrtle. You know, I, uh, I've i told a story about my neighbor's crepe myrtle that has come up. He, his, his crepe myrtles are about to die from bark scale. And I have the seedlings that come up in my flower bed all the time that are incredibly healthy, and it makes me crazy because so, I don't want them there. So I have been out there again this week digging up and cutting back. But I, I think I'm going to have to pull out the propane torch to finally get all of them out of there. Which I'll admit is more fun than it sounds like, <laughs> or maybe you like the idea. <laughs> yeah, propane torches are fun. They're they're extremely versatile too, especially if you got to burn a ditch or something. I mean, they're, they're they're great. You know, I'm I'm one who I, I understand where I live. All right, well, this is just about we we have. There's two other places in the United States, and they are localized. They are not statewide, where you can actually burn your lawn. Now you can't burn in municipalities where there are rules against burning. But people have burned their Bermuda grass out in the country for years and years and years, both as a way of controlling its growth and also, frankly, not to have to mow it. So we're, we're an unusual place. We're also, I understand, the only place where you can have that controlled burn like we have down at Crosby Arboretum. It's assumed that you can. Different, different strokes for different folks, as they say. That's why this is weekend gardening. Mississippi. It's time you get the benefits you deserve. If you're eligible for both Medicare and Medicaid, there's a local health plan just for you. Shared Health Dual Plus, a dual eligible special needs plan with more benefits, like a $2,500 yearly allowance for over-the-counter items and groceries, a $600 yearly allowance for utility bills, a $5,000 yearly allowance for dental care, and shared rewards. All accessed on one easy-to-use card, plus more. Call 855-413-8769, TTY-711, or visit SharedHealthMS.com. Hey, Dr. Portrayal. Shared Health Dual Plus is an HMOD SNP plan with a Medicare contract and a contract with the Mississippi Division of Medicaid. Enrollment in Shared Health Dual Plus depends on contract renewal. Shared Health Mississippi, Inc. does not discriminate on the basis of race, color, national origin, sex, age, or disability in its health programs and activities. Benefit limits and exclusions may apply. Check the plan's evidence of coverage or details. 
Do you currently have a roofing claim due to the recent storms? If so, you need to give CF Roofing a call. Unlike other companies that offer standard shingles, CF Roofing offers Class 3 hail-resistant shingles at no additional cost. CF Roofing stands behind their work with a lifetime craftsmanship warranty. Call CF Roofing today at 601-996-2351 to learn more and to book your free roofing estimate. CF Roofing will keep your home dry. I'm David Frederick, owner of Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon. I'm here to tell you that springtime is the best time to buy a new Exmark zero-turn mower. With unmatched quality of cut, ease of operation, and low maintenance, it's no wonder why Exmark is the number one choice of landscape professionals. With sizes starting at 42 inches and 0% financing available, we have an Exmark zero-turn for all size lawns. Come by my store and see why Frederick's has been leading the way and serving you for 30 years since 1993. Hello, my name is John Merrill, the owner of Amada Senior Care. We're your local trust advisor for senior home care. We provide experienced caregivers for your loved ones so they can remain in their home. Just like you would care for your loved ones, our employees provide assistance with their personal care needs. As your trusted senior advisor, I can help your family navigate the long-term care insurance process. Just call me, John Merrill with Amada Senior Care, for your free in-home consultation, 601-864-3752. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again! If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. I noticed mom hasn't been herself lately. She's been forgetful and not remembering to take her medicine. After visiting the orchard, I knew it was perfect. The orchard is Mississippi's premier continuing care retirement community, licensed in Alzheimer's and dementia care for men and women. I know she's in good hands. It's safe, convenient, and most importantly, it feels like home. For that extra peace of mind, call the orchard today for a tour. 601-856-2205 or go to orchardretirement.com Want to know my secret for a summer break that doesn't break the bank? Listen up, because this offer won't last forever. Kohl's gives you $10 when you spend over $25. So I got some cute everyday tees and shorts, the perfect tote for the beach, and all of the patio must-haves for barbecue season. Not to mention, I earned Kohl's cash too. And now I'm off to enjoy the long weekend. Select styles. Offer ends May 29th. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. I don't sing out loud because <laughs> I can't sing. But there's something about poetry. I was hearing um, a piece. I don't remember what le legendary landmark birthday it is that Bob Dylan is celebrating, but there was a big lot of stuff in the press about uh, where his poetry came from and comes from and all these things. And they talked about the impact before his motorcycle accident and afterwards 
because, frankly, his poetry was a lot more complicated when he was a younger man. He says it's because he was a younger man. <laughs> it all just poured out. I think sometimes I think that's true, that, that when you're trying to be if – you're, if you're trying to express yourself, it's harder, I think, when you're a younger person, which is why sometimes it's nice to know a couple of people that have been around for a minute and a half. Speaking of that, how cool is it if your grandmother makes a pumpkin patch for you? Come on now. Amanda from Pike County is getting my absolute tip of the hat low hat today. These are beautiful pumpkins. <laughs> it just looks gorgeous. She says she thinks that there will be enough um, for them to carve and launch in the fall. Now, she knows she has me at that because pumpkin, pumpkin flinging is one of my very favorite things. There's nothing like a good old medieval, you know, pumpkin chunker to throw things across a field. That's really a joy. Your grandmother does that for you. How cool is that? I think that's just delightful. Thank you, Amanda. Glad you let me see that today. All righty, we'll talk about spinosad today for Andrea there and 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 also insecticidal soap. But they 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 are getting eaten a little bit. She's got some seedlings and I'll tell you the truth, I, if I, I don't advertise this product because they're foolish and don't <laughs> get me to do it because I can sell a lot. There's a combination ready-to-use product that is available at independent local garden centers. You have to ask for it. Independent local garden centers. It is a spinosad soap. It is from the Fertilome Natural Guard label, and it is a really good product because... What spinosad doesn't do, the soap does. And actually, the soap does things faster than the spinosad. So the two of them together are both natural sourced ingredients, but they are very good at controlling the pests that you're talking about. So given that, you certainly can have a, a spray bottle of one and a spray bottle of the other and use them as you need to. The, the spinosad is more effective for chewing insects, for larger insects, but it's also a really, really effective way for smaller insects if you find where their nest is, because it's very good at, de at destroying, for example, nesting white flies. Insecticidal soap tends to be the first thing that a lot of people go to because, and if you don't know this, um, you may want to put your hands over the children's ears, it melts their little bodies. And if you spray it on aphids, they melt. You spray it on any other mealybugs, all of those things. The same thing as a swab with alcohol on it does for that mealybug, but the insecticidal soap isn't going to have any effect, any negative effect on the plant tissue underneath. So that's why we use that one. I'm not exactly sure what um, diatomaceous earth is really good for. She's, she's asking also about that. The diatomaceous earth is also getting um, the slugs. And if you, you coat, coat the ground around the little seedlings and then make a ring of it further out, generally speaking, they can't get to them. So that's the one. That's the three things. I, I was over at my dad's uh, day before. Well, it was Wednesday, and the sun was out and bright. And I was getting the trailer to head up to deer camp, and I, I noticed. I was like, "Hey, have you been using your diatomaceous earth?" He goes, "Yeah, man. I put all that stuff out, and it, you know, a good rain come through and washed. I guess it washed it all away." 
And I, I was what it made me ask was I had seen all the trails for the slugs. It, it was sl- unbelievable. Yeah. I've never seen that. Much. I mean, I've seen them before. No, I understand. This was like it, a multiplication yeah. table. You yeah, know? when it's a, it can be wow. very impressive. Yeah. So, and I said, I think I know where they're coming from. He's got like a golf mat where we would hit into a screen, and it's been there on Earth. You know, oh for yeah. A year. And I was if like, I was a probably, slug, I'd yeah, love yeah, that. I was looking yeah. at that one. I think that's probably the culprit. So. So after rain, though, would it be best, obviously, to put more of the diatomaceous earth out in the surrounding area that you, yeah, because yeah, it, it will will pull it that melt thing or up, wash put, or? pull that thing up and put some underneath there. Okay, too. cool. Yeah, that yeah. was that was my absolutely, question. absolutely. It was amazing though. When we find their nest, oftentimes it's it's a something like that where it's something has laid on the ground. It might even be just the the wood pile where everything is a few weeds have grown up under the bottom and it's particularly dark underneath that stack of firewood that's outside your house. The, anywhere they can get that stays a little bit damp and a little bit dark. They're going to be happy. Unfortunately, we have a lot of places like that in our natural landscapes as well as the ones that we create. So we have to keep looking to get the slugs out. What is that slimy mess that they leave in their wake that shines? Do you like, really want to know? I'm, I was just curious, you know, after seeing it so much. It, it is, it's actually their method of locomotion. They have to excrete that in order to be able to move. And it's unfortunate, but that's what that's how they get there. There's a there's so many you know we, before, after the slugs of course came the snails and the snails had to carry that house around with them but it also gave them a little bit more protection from the elements from the birds from the other things the, the diatomaceous earth <laughs> the other things that might fall on them and hurt them but by the time we get to the the level of the snail they they're harder to get rid of but they also tend to congregate more so when you hear from people that over the years when I've heard from folks that had so many snails, this and that, they were generally all in one place. Whereas the slugs, I think, get up in the morning, hear, hear Reveille, or up in, at midnight or something, hear Reveille, and they all go out into the yard in different directions and forage more like ants. Well, that's my, that was going to be my last question about a slug. Can a slug smell, or do they have some sense of it? Because they seem to go straight for the dog food. I mean, that that's and it's fairly yeah. pungent smelling. Yeah, and, they're, they're certainly, I think they're opportunistic. I believe that they are in, they're in search of things that are easy to eat, and so it doesn't really. I mean, it could be plant material or the plant plant material within that dog food. It is kind of there, there's every morning almost at this time of year. There's a tiny one on the because I have two cats that won't eat indoors; they eat outdoors. Ask me how that happened. Long story, but that there's one little tiny slug there, and I keep asking the cat, "Why don't you just eat the slug?" You know? Because there's only one. But I fling it across the yard into the neighbors. And, uh, well, at least yours go out to eat. Mine like to come inside to go to the bathroom. I think they like to stay outside. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad habit. And then they want to come in and that's go to the really bathroom. That's a really bad habit. They won't eat outside, but they love coming in to eat and go to the bathroom. And then they're like, all right, we're out. See, that's – and that I, I just mm. – I didn't have any cats that ate indoors, and I didn't have a litter box for years. I don't know how I got in the fix I'm in now. Anyway – James says that his ground cover vine died in the freeze, but it has come back with a lot of weeds in it. Any way to kill the weeds without killing the ground cover? Unfortunately, probably not. If you have grassy weeds and you have a broadleaf ground cover, such as Asiatic jasmine, you may be able to use a product that's known as over-the-top. But the problem is that your ground cover is already compromised by the weather and the freeze that it went through. So... It's as likely to get harmed as anything else that you might try to control the weeds with. Going to have to pull them, and frankly, then 
prune the, the, the ground cover a little bit and fertilize it to try and get it to come back. I've seen a lot of sad patches of ground cover. You are certainly not the only one by any means. And I'm hopeful that it's going to be, you know. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Andy. <laughs> That's funny. That's great stuff this morning. I've always loved that piece. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of Margaret's, so thank you for sending that to me. <laughs> hey, now, don't we need some more species? Come on, you know we do. 5,000 new species in an ocean spot. The only reason we know this is because they want to mine it. They've already. This is an area in the Pacific Ocean which is twice the size of India, known as the Clarion-Clipperton Zone. It has already been divided up and assigned to companies for future deep-sea mining. They're not doing it yet. But they have to do an environmental impact assessment before they can start. And they have found 5,000 new species there. Now, we wouldn't know that if they hadn't wanted to develop it. But now that we know that, can we develop it? Hmm, I don't know. Mabel, welcome into the program. Good morning. How are you? Fine, and you? Doing good, doing good. I hope you had a good Mother's Day. I did. Good. And I got a, and you too. Thank you. Um, I got a, what you call it, a hibiscus was given to me mm-hmm. for Mother's Day. And uh, I don't know how to take care of it, and I, 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 I want to leave. Is it tropical? It's got big flowers? Yeah, it got big mm-hmm. uh, orange flowers on it. How gorgeous. Uh, that, that one's going to be able mm-hmm. to take morning sun out, you know, outside yeah, all summer. And I wouldn't plant mm-hmm. it in the ground because I don't believe it's going to be hardy, but I would keep it in a big pot outside and just enjoy it. Because if you water and fertilize it all the way through the summer, it's going to bloom right up until it has to be cut back and brought indoors. Okay. Okay. Well, I do that. It's in a big, it's in a big pot. Nice. It's a big stone pot. I oh, nice. You about. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I love hibiscus. Yeah. They feel so summery, yeah. and because they'll bloom over and over, they're just fun to have. Yeah. Okay. I want to ask you about this little. Uh, my daughter was out there uh, cleaning out my flower bed. Mm-hmm. And. She, she, this black that you put up in the cloud bed to keep the grass out. Mm-hmm. She moved it, and it was a little, it was a little snake up under. Probably so. They're looking. They got you know. They're looking for okay. somewhere to live too. We have a lot of garter snakes. I'm sure that you. It's, ha- a, little, it's a little brown. One. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What what you do about getting them out the flower bed? Well, the best thing to do is take a shovel and get under it and and lift it and move it somewhere else. That's the easiest way. Yeah, just take a shovel and go under it with the dirt and walk it someplace else, over to your neighbor maybe, <laughs> somewhere else. They they do their job, but we don't need them in the flower bed up close to the house because you you'll be you'll be nervous. Yeah, you'll be nervous, but you don't have to be afraid of them. You just need to you can just move them. Those the the big troublesome snakes are not likely to be in your flower bed. Well, where's the parent at? Because where there's a, a that's baby, a good question, a isn't it? Moment. Yeah, there's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. So I see about two yeah. little brown snakes in my garden and on, on my acre every year. I'm sure there's more than that, but I just yeah. move them. I just take them up on a shovel and move them. 
she she killed that one. I bet she did. Oh. Okay, now I got yes, some ma'am. tomato plants. Okay. Uh, uh, are they going to bear? Uh, I hope so. She got me. She, she got me pots. What kind of fertilizer I need for them? Anything that you feed, anything else. Just be sure you're giving them some fertilizer through, and they, they they might make tomatoes now, but they'll certainly make tomatoes later on in the summer if you keep growing them. I've got okay. I've got two tomato, three tomatoes making tomatoes, but I've got two more that somebody just gave me, and I don't. I, I'm just going to grow yeah. them, and I hope I'll get some tomatoes off of them by the end of the summer. But the plants are in good shape, so it should work. Okay. Okay. I'm so glad to hear from you today. All right. Thank you, ma'am. Good to hear from you. Y'all, for y'all who have just tuned in with us and hadn't been around for the last, oh, I don't know, couple of years, Mabel is a neighbor of mine, and we only met because of radio. You meet the nicest people on the radio. There's no question about that. Some questions, by the way, from the uh, Facebook group. The Garden Mama Facebook group is a private group, and occasionally, a couple of times a year, we go in and if you if you answer the questions, you can come into the group, but most people don't answer the questions, so if you want to join the group, you just need to answer the questions, but you won't see them unless you look, because we're a private group. Got too big, got too many people trying to run political events in the Garden Mama group, and I don't do that. I believe that, frankly, everybody should grow something. No matter who you are, no matter where you come from, no matter what you think, everybody ought to grow something. Okay, that's the way I feel. So, one of the questions was that the Carolina jessamine has got sticks and a few leaves at the bottom. Should he cut those off or just replace it? I think cut them off. Just cut off the the dead sticks, fertilize the plant, and let it grow, and you'll get yourself back, because that's a fast-growing plant. Here's one I don't know the answer to. How do you keep the birds from roosting under my porch? (laughs) Well, get a cat. I was going to say that's my first choice. You know, a feist dog or a cat's going to be a, a big enemy of theirs. But it's also possible that that's the nicest environment in the place. So you may have to block up the bottom of the porch to keep them out. I don't know. I don't actually know the answer to that. Oh my goodness! You know, sometimes being a gardener is the best thing in the world. It's actually the best thing all the time when it works. But when it works, you get things like Asiatic lilies and people to give you compliments on them. This is Weekend Gardening. Let some air to this room. I think mama's choking from the smell of stale perfume. And the cigarette you're smoking about to scare me half to death. Open up the window, let me catch my breath. Mama told me not to come. Mama told me not to come. Welcome to Doghouse Living. Our guest is Bob and his wife, Jenny, who started this craze. Well, you know, while digging, I hit a gas line and blew up our house. Well, Bob, I am just blown away. No pun intended, of course. Why wouldn't you just call 811? So, the takeaway, folks, to stay out of the doghouse, call 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. 
Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden to ask you, why do we garden anyway? Are you looking for a beautiful retreat where you can get away from it all? Seeking to reduce stress? To have a home you can really enjoy and invite friends over? Lakeland Yard and Garden is ready to help with your garden paradise. In addition to being a complete nursery, greenhouse, and garden shop, Lakeland offers patio furnishings, including couches, chairs, tables, and much more. Let the professionals at Mississippi's largest garden center help you get away from it all right there in your own backyard. Why do we garden? Because we love it. We love the outdoors, and yes, we do want to get away from it all sometimes. Lakeland Yard and Garden is celebrating 43 years of serving all your garden needs. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden. Lakeland Drive at Airport Road. Adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, poor candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now they're SkyRizzy. Rizenkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months, and SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand. Nothing on my skin. That's my new plan. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Having any electrical problems? LaValley Electrical Services. We install new switches, breakers, relays, and Kohler generators. LaValley Electrical Services. We handle new lighting fixtures, ceiling fans, electrical outlets, and LED lights. LaValley Electrical Services. 601-228-9969. 601-228-9969. That's 601-228-9969. Or online at lavalleyservices.com. That's lavalleyservices.com. to think of that you know we all we all understand it, 
I have a feeling if I'd called my husband my old man, he would have laughed at me. I just don't get old lady. But anyway, it's I know I'm 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 a different person. I'm, I'll be your old lady. Okay, that's fine. I'm I'm happy, frankly, to be an old lady at this point. I love that. Yeah, me and my old lady, we ain't getting along. That's right. I mean, that's the way <laughs> you start a song Elvin right Bishop, there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Classic poetry there. Oh my goodness. Well. The whole idea, of course, of figuring out what's going on when something happens in your garden is the subject of this particular program. Sometimes we call it forensic horticulture, but these have not died yet. The drift roses are, are quite a problem, though, i got to tell you. Leanne's in JS, and they were beautiful and green, and now they got holes in the middle of them. I'm, I'm actually having a little trouble understanding how this is happening, all right? One of them doesn't have any flowers on it at all, but looks like an okay plant. It's just dark underneath. The, the one next to that has a big old hole in the middle of it, which doesn't look like it should be there, all right? And I'm, I'm kind of stumped. But I do think, I do, I, I'll tell you how I would pursue finding out. I would take something like a wooden chopstick or a wooden spoon or something that I didn't intend to cook with anymore and go out and begin poking around in that hole and figure out if something has dug up your plant or if it's gotten wet and rotted in that way or, which is also possible because this is in a a bed that is mulched with pebbles, it could be that the space is too small, that the dirt part is too small for what you're trying to grow. So if you find that all your roots are going in a circle when you get down in there and you realize that they're just tight, 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 it may be that the whole thing collapsed. But I don't, I don't actually know what happened, and I'm not going to pretend like I do. But to get it re- rehabilitated, we're going to trim all the flowers off, poke around in the middle and try and figure out what the problem is, and then as long as it's not staying soaking wet in there, if it's staying soaking wet, we're going to have to lift the plants out. But as long as it's not staying soaking wet in there, go ahead and fertilize it and try and get it to grow back into that space. But I don't know what caused that. It's an interesting... I, I will what, say, are your, what are your thoughts, yeah, sir? It looks to I, me like somebody's boot went in the middle of the yeah, plant, but I don't looked, believe that happened. You no, know, it almost looked like an armadillo. You Something, know? Yeah, but, but, but they it's don't... Not. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not eating a rose. Uh, but, you know, I odd. wanted to comment on Leanne's uh, rock garden, though. Isn't That's that lovely? <laughs> I've seen them you know, where somebody uses just one consistent kind of yellow color of pebble mm-hmm, or stone. Mm-hmm. I'm not as big a fan. Leanne, you got great taste. I yeah, love she the does. color. It's popping. It looks good. Really nice. looks nice. And I like that, too, because it will, although it gets hot in the summertime, it holds heat in the winter and really does allow these roses to bloom earlier in the, the spring than they would un, under other circumstances. So I'm all for it, but I'm not sure what's caused the particular problem. Let us know. You have now started a mystery. <laughs> Leanne's going to tell us next week how they're doing. Another good question from Brian, back to the stargazer lilies. And no, I'm not opposed to stargazer lilies. I actually like the way they smell from over there. (laughs) I don't want to be in the room tied up with them. It's, It's too intense. But this is a good question about bulbs of all sorts and lilies, certainly which are true bulbs, and that that makes a difference. Can they crowd themselves and stunt their growth? They've been in the ground four years, never been pulled up or split. So I can tell you that, yes, they're too crowded already. What happened was last year they grew five feet tall and had a few blooms. Now they're, they're two feet and have very few blooms. That's because they're crowded. Now, it's also because you all had colder weather than usual. 
that lily should actually be about three and a half or four feet tall at the most, but that we would like it to be three feet because that's what gives it enough leaves to put on enough flowers. Okay, so my suggestion is going to be to, yes, dig them up and thin them. I need to do that, too. <laughs> well, you and I, that kind of leads me to the question. You and I were kind of joshing around the other day in your garden, and I said, hey, you know, I'd, when I lived in Oxford, I was very fortunate that I had a wonderful uh, patron that gave me lots of you know bulbs. And uh, over time, she said, hey, you need to till them up uh, you know, every blue moon and s- spread them out, let them split. Mm-hmm. Is that, mm-hmm. uh, and that was something I asked you. What do you feel about that if you have a kind of confined space a lot of bulbs in there. You, you have want... a lot for the plant swap. Yeah, <laughs> a few weeks exactly. later. <laughs> you, but is yeah, it, they'll is get it, too crowded. Is... The, it, daffodils particularly will do this. They'll multiply so much in their little tiny space, and then they'll sink. And so they're under the ground. You get all these nice green leaves, but there's no flowers because there's no way for the crown of that plant to push itself up above the, the surface to put on a, bl- a bloom. And lilies will do the same thing. I have um, got there's definitely going to have to be some division going on in mine because they're too crowded and next year they won't do as well that uh, the, I did that with the gladiolas I ended up crowding them to the point where I now only have an odd gladiola here and there in the flower bed because one end of it was solid gladiolas and I didn't pull them up soon enough so I ended up with lots of little tiny baby ones and it made a mess so I had to get rid of that and now I only have about six left in that bed. But and same with iris, you would do you would iris don't multiply quite as right. fast. But yes, they still need to be iris cannas. Anything that grows from a bulb or a a, 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 a water storage organ under the ground, a rhizoma, tuber, corms, all those things, they're going to all need to be thinned out at some point. And usually the way to do that best is just dig up the whole business and separate them replant some put some over yonder you know move things here hither and thither and go to the plant swap well and i, I transplanted some iris bulbs uh a little about a month or so ago put them in pots i'd found them they, it seemed that they had maybe been planted in the back of a yard mm-hmm. and they just mm-hmm. weren't really getting a lot of sunlight and i moved them and i put them in a little better area but they don't seem to be really doing a lot you know they're, they're the green shoots are still green but i'm not getting much growth but i did put some tulips down in the ground that seem to be shooting up is well, there something funny. maybe it's so I'm, late for tulips yeah that, but this was get, about three months yeah, ago if you get, I, well if you get flowers that'll be yeah. fun i, I was so, hoping next year on the those, iris yeah. are the iris are um the iris are famous for sitting there until you realize that they're in bloom so you may you may be surprised by them if not now later tulips are another story there are a few varieties of tulips that are perennial but most of them we treat as annuals because our summers are so hot but the way a lily the the way a lily grows and the way a tulip grows are two different things. The way the tulip grows is it has to make a daughter bulb on the side of it in order to propagate. And we don't have the conditions that are right for that here in the summer, except for a couple of really antique very expensive tulips. <laughs> Order those from Southern Bulb. Okay, get in line because it's hard to get those. But that that's that's the reason we don't we end up the next year when the tulips come up they come up and put up four leaves and they don't ever bloom, that's very frustrating. But the good news is they're cheap, and so if they bloom now because they were in the ground three months ago, you've got a bonus. That's pretty cool. Let's see, we've got. Um, you do have black spot on the drifts, yes. But that wouldn't explain the hole in the middle of the thing. Black spot on drifts is generally because the weather has been conducive for black spot anyway, and drift roses are not usually the worst 
affected by it. Because these look kind of intensely affected, I'm going to figure that the plants are weakened a little bit by something, whether it's something digging in there or something that has slid down too deep in the soil or there's not enough space for the roots or one of those things. But after you get all this done, hold on to your hats. I'm going to recommend a systemic insecticide. I don't do that very much. Y'all know I don't do that much. But I would go and get a, a bottle of rose food that has the systemic insecticide in it and also the systemic fungicide, okay? And I think that will help you. Probably has fertilizer, too. That'll help you get all that together. It is rare for me to recommend that because systemics kill everything that tries to bite the plant. But I think we need to save the plants. And when that's the case, I will do what is necessary. Because, after all, I'm the Garden Mama, and this is Weekend Gardening. Most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. A lot of businesses are losing opportunities to get new customers if they're not online. With the power of Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. The highly trained and trusted team at Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Be honest, if you had to choose between your phone or your boyfriend, which would you give up? Okay, now that he's gone, start using your phone to pay at checkout instead of swiping. With the Citizens Bank's new mobile pay, add your debit card to your phone's mobile wallet and pay with a touch. Who knew your phone was great with money? You made the right choice. Start using mobile pay from the Citizens Bank today. In your corner, member FDIC. By texting 64,000, you agree to receive recurring automated marketing messages from Babbel. Message and data rates may apply. No purchase required. Terms apply. Available at babbel.com slash TNC. We're going abroad for the first time in years to Spain. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Babbel, language for life. And now try Babbel for free by texting radio to 64,000. Text radio to 64,000. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. I'm Caleb Sailors, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Mississippi lawmakers recently passed a bill to create what they're saying is a $104 million lifeline program for the state's struggling hospitals. 
However, one CEO points out that the money comes from a federally regulated program instead of the state's general fund, restricting certain hospitals' ability to acquire any aid from the legislation. Paul Black with Winston Medical Center says his hospital is in dire need of assistance, but he is concerned that the Louisville Medical Facility will not receive a dime from the newly established Sustainability Grant Program. We're struggling just like any other small rural hospital is out there. We've had expenses go up, mm -hmm. uh, especially related to staffing, but what we're being paid by all of our payers has not gone up. I mean, this has been an issue since the start of COVID. For more information about the Hospital Sustainability Grant Program, visit supertalk.fm. I'm Caleb Sailors. We are advocacy, a century of wins, protecting private property rights, advancing technology, sustaining our land, conserving our natural resources, all to pass on to the next generation. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Nearly 91% of Americans are planning to travel within the next six months, with millions expected to make a trip over the Memorial Day weekend. Mississippi Tourism Association's Executive Director, Danielle Morgan, said there's a lot to do throughout the entire state. So that fares really well for Mississippi, and we are looking forward to a busy weekend, a lot of events going on around the state, honoring veterans, and also, you know, leisure activities too. So we're looking for a great weekend. Morgan added that the cost of travel is expected to bring more people to the Magnolia State this year. It is not deterring them, but it is changing what they're planning. Um, you know, they might be driving rather than flying as a way to save money. So, um, which mm. fares well for Mississippi. As you know, we're, we're a drive-in state. Um, our touch dates are some of our biggest markets. And so um, that's, that's a good thing because we can provide great experiences at a great value. Sports Mississippi, I'm Nixon Williams. The Southern Miss Golden Eagles are unbeaten in the semifinal round of the Sun Belt Tournament. A win for the Golden Eagles and the advance to the championship game on Sunday at 1 o'clock. A loss in this morning's game, which gets underway at 9 o'clock this morning, and they'll play again this afternoon trying to make the championship game. In the Southeastern Conference Tournament, Arkansas and Florida are waiting to see who they will play in today's Saturday semifinals in the Southeastern Conference Tournament. The championship game of the SEC Tournament is this Sunday at 2 o'clock. The William Carey Crusaders in the NAIA World Series trying to advance there. And then in the Junior College World Series, the East Central Warriors are battling in that one as well to see if they can make it to the championship game. Of course, Pearl River won the national championship last year. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi.
feel like you are in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators assure you will always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat, and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Propane. Clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com today. We are advocacy. A century of wins. Protecting private property rights. Advancing technology. Sustaining our land. Conserving our natural resources. All to pass on to the next generation. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Division I college baseball is down to selections. Most of the 30 automatic qualifiers and 34 at-large picks for the NCAA baseball regionals will be determined in this week's conference tournaments. Penn and Army became the first two qualifiers last week as the Quakers won the Ivy League and Army won the Patriot League. The 16 NCAA regional host sites will be announced on Sunday, and possibly Southern Miss could be one of those, and the rest of the 64-team field will be announced on Monday at 11 o'clock our time on ESPN, and the College World Series will begin on June the 16th and run through June 25th or 26th if necessary on the two out of three championship series in Omaha. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the Empress of Everything Green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in. This is Weekend Gardening. There is nothing quite like it, I will confess. And yeah, I'm glad of that. The good news is that we get to be here for a couple of hours every Saturday to talk about our plants, other people's plants, make fun of some people's plants, lust after other people's plants a little bit. It's all it's all pro- appropriate here in this particular part of the week of broadcasting. Now, today is the 27th of May, in case you didn't know that. And if you're listening to the podcast, it may tell you that and it may not, but That means that we are approaching the Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day, for those of you who don't know any of its origins, and I hope that you do, is actually a point where we are thanking people for the service that led to them actually making the ultimate sacrifice for our nation. And that's very, very important to do. We call it Decoration Day, and people go to the cemeteries and make sure that there's flags and flowers and one thing and another. But I want you to make sure that you also thank their families. If you know folks like I do who have grown up with that kind of loss, who have come along their whole life, or if it happened last week, it doesn't matter. Because that kind of loss is extremely important, and it's really important for those individual people to know that you are thinking of them at this time. So please go to the barbecue. Please have a good time. And please observe that tomorrow, by the way, is 
National Hamburger Day. But don't forget that Monday, May the 29th, yes, it's a Memorial Day, but it's also National Learn About Composting Day, <laughs> which I feel like was just put in there strictly for me. <laughs> but y'all can perhaps learn a little more about composting, so why not? Anyway, we were busy, busy. If you're just joining us in this particular hour, it's been a pedal-to-the-metal kind of day around here, and I'm always appreciative of that. Coming up with a couple of more questions, talked a little bit about the stargazers and their crowdedness, and generally speaking, the crowdedness of everything. I have um, right now got a – I didn't think to mention crocosmia, the Montbrigia. We It's just beginning to bloom right now at my house. It is terribly crowded, and part of the joy of pulling it out is that you can't ever get rid of all of it, so you always end up with plenty to bloom. Just don't pull the ones that have flower stalks in them. But they have crowded my cannas, and that's hard to imagine because these are cannas with big old different color leaves, you know. So i got a little more to do in that, but that's exactly how these things multiply, and when they crowd themselves and crowd each other, we end up with less flowers. So we want to be sure that we have the chance to get them in a little bit thinner stand and therefore have more flowers to enjoy. Another question from the text line this morning. Beautiful double begonia. Thank you for sending that picture. That's just lovely, Shannon. Really, really pretty. I have um, I have one that's a, a double like that. It's not, it's not as big or, or elegant as yours. But I have noticed that it has more flowers now than leaves, and I'm very impressed with that. <laughs> I like a begonia that can do that for me. That's always fun. Question about spinosad and vegetables. Can it be used in vegetables? Yes, it is a naturally occurring bacillus in the same way that dipel is or, or the others that we, we think about as, as natural occurring pests, pesticides, pesticides. But I told her always read the label for appropriate uses, and she says, what label do I like? I, I'm talking about whichever label comes on the product that you're thinking about buying. And if it doesn't have the label, take your handy-dandy smartphone and put it into the search and look for that. You'll find everything about that particular product because it's all out there. It may, it may be in the folded-up part behind the label. It may also be too small to read. That's another reason why I look it up on my phone. So you can, But you can get that information. Just make sure that it doesn't have any restrictions about vegetable gardening or times because it might be a combination product, and you would need to know that. The, um, <laughs> Trey, that's funny. Today's today's Trey, today's moment with Trey and Grenada. <sighs> Gardner. And frankly, that's a very good price. But the topsoil is three dollars and the very close second soil is one dollar. You can imagine why that tickles me. But anyway. Can we go to the phone? Derek in Oxford. Oops. Let's talk about your figs. Yes. Thank you for taking my call. Certainly. I have three established figs. One of them is 15-plus years old. It's 20-foot tall. One of them's five or six-foot tall that has been uh, two or three, four years old. The other one's a couple of years old. None of the three came back this year uh, at all. Mm. I'm wondering, are they dead? They're in Maybe. three different locations. They're not. Uh, one of them is a... Uh, came from the original fig. One of them's a fig I bought. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if it's the same type fig, mm -hmm. but they are just barren. I hate it. I, I have... 
I've probably said too much about the saga of my figs. Um, I literally have one that that died all the way to the ground and has now come up at the bottom, but the branch that it's that it has sent out is laying on the ground. So this well, really do, this really does not help me in the fig. You know, the this does not help me in the fig world. You know? <laughs> so, um, are, do you are you seeing any kind of green at the bottom? Anything shooting out at all? One of them has has put out a shoot that's up eighteen inches tall or so back from the root. It's mm-hmm. not part of an original. Right, it's plant. out on this. It, yeah. Well, unfortunately, Correct. that's a pretty good sign that that particular tree has passed into the next compost land and is trying to okay. now send up things from its roots to get it to still be alive. I would do the, the scratch test. I would. Tall. I would. I would scratch them, and if it's brown underneath that bark. You know, you need to cut everything off above wherever it's it's brown. But I'm afraid that that one's going to be gone. The 20 foot tall one, just in the last week or so, has started putting some little shoots out in between, like at a branch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, you know, very very minimal. I mean, this well, time of year it should be. Of course, really yeah, green. it should really be. They should all be going. But we've both got the same problem. You're just a little bit north of me, and so your problem's a little bit more severe. I have to okay. tell you, because figs are so hardy, and they're so tough, and if you like that particular fig that you've you've got, I would do the scratch test, prune off everything that I can't find that's alive, and leave everything that even seems to have any life in it just to see whether it can recover. And okay. if it doesn't do anything else, if it recovers, then you can propagate it. So The 20-foot one is one my dad had, and it needs... Right. Back anyway. That's a good excuse. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes we need that, don't we? <laughs> well, it's right up next to the house. So oh dear, yeah, that's a problem. It's overgrown. Yeah. I, I do remember so my grandmother's fig tree never got pruned back until it shaded out my grandfather's vegetable bed, and then it got pruned. So I hear you, Derek. Thanks for calling today. Appreciate it. Another good question. There's beautiful holes in this uh, these plants, tomatoes and and peppers. But he doesn't see any critters. There are two or three things that it could be, but the chances are really good that it's leafhoppers. And I, sometimes when people in my position say it's a leafhopper, you tend to think, well, they just can't see anything. They don't know what it is, so they're saying it's a leafhopper. That's true. You don't see them. That's the problem. And, yes, they, it, it, that could be the issue. But insecticidal soap at eight-day intervals will get them off, keep them off. It won't replace the leaves that are damaged. But leave those on there so that you can see if any more damage is progressing. If it is continuing, even after you do an insecticidal soap spray, two of them, then we, we've got some other situation. Something nearby is, is, has got a whole lot of this particular problem. But your peppers and your tomatoes should certainly both be able to be treated. And leafhoppers are very, very common at this time of the year. The one that I always see it on first is eggplant. And I've been just watching my little. I have I have an eggplant I've never grown before, y'all. Y'all know I always grow green eggplants. Well, this is a purple one, and it's about the size of a baseball, little bitty thing. So we'll we'll see how it turns out. I don't know. No leaf hoppers yet, though. Thank goodness. That's just beautiful. Derek's in Greenwood. Um. And I'm I'm. I'm kind of fascinated by his grilled cheese opinion, but I'm not going to ask any questions about that one. Yes, as long as you keep deadheading that particular rose, it looks to me like it will keep on blooming. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm curious too. I love <laughs> I love the photo. It's beautiful, but yeah, the the post right above it. Yeah, from, that's yeah, the one we're into. Use the juice from pickles on grilled cheese. I'm going to have to try that. I, I'm telling you, we we, there, we learn something new every day. Well, here. in Greenwood, you will. I mean, that's it's no question. The plants, the food, the architecture. It is a gem, and the no people question. are awesome. So. Yeah, thank you for the thank you, Derek. We're going to take thoughts. that. We're going to take that tip and see what we can do about it. When it comes to flower beds, to mulch, is it better to leave the mulch time after time and apply new mulch? No. Okay, let me explain mulch. Mulch has a couple of reasons for putting. You, you put mulch into a flower bed for a few reasons. One, it keeps everything looking neat, even if you're not really paying a lot of attention to the flower bed at the time, and that is important. Secondly, it can suppress some weeds. Thirdly, it can keep the soil at a more moderate temperature. In other words, it doesn't heat up as fast on a hot day, and it doesn't chill off as cold on a cold day. All right? So those are all the reasons. But the other reason for putting mulch into a flower bed is because when it rots, unless it's pine straw, when it rots, you can work it into the soil. And our soils in this part of the world tend to be soils that need some organic matter incorporated into them, either because they're teeny tiny clay particles that smack together so tight that the water can't get through, or because they're sandy so that the water just pours through. And in either case, having that mulch to work into the top of the soil makes all the difference in the world in the quality of the soil and therefore the quality of your plants. So if you have pine straw, and it gets to where you turn it over and it has the white mycelia running in it and it's all dark, rake that out and do something with it. You can chop it up into teeny tiny pieces and put it into you know your compost if you want to. I prefer to use it to line a path or something else where you don't, you don't, you're going to walk on it, but you don't try to grow anything in it. And then, then it will eventually slow itself down and go away. Okay? Okay. Um, that's really beautiful. Oh, John's in. Now, that I can tell you, that that is the road to John's house that he has just done a gigantic painting of because he's still exhibiting there, of course, at the Museum of the Mississippi Delta in Greenwood. And uh, this is beautiful. It's not as pretty as the one he gave me, but that's because I like the one he gave me. <laughs> well, he just does such awesome work. I mean, it it's beautiful? really so cool. And and he has such, you know, he can go from almost a photorealist, you know, point to... yes. To, you know, an impressionist or more of a realist. So he, yep. He's very talented. And anybody that hasn't seen John's work needs to get up to the Delta ASAP. Very soon. And uh, get, take a look because, I mean, it's impressive. And he's such a good guy as well. So, uh, you know, I, I, I love him. growing up around artists but and spending time around. They're so creative. But, man, I mean, seeing his ability to jump from one genre of painting to the other with, with skill is impressive. It is. It's not something I can do. I'll tell you that. All right, Derek weighs in. Use um, use d hamburger dill juice when we do this. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for the review. I'm I'm fascinated. Now I will tell you this: dill pickle juice in potato salad makes all the difference. Let I me mean, just leave it at that. Well, I you know, in, being in Oxford for so long, we had the secret grilled cheese uh, place back behind. Um, Old Venice, and it was one of my favorites. Oh, now, see, these are things I, I'm not privy yeah, to. Yeah, so they were all gourmet <laughs> grilled cheeses, you know, and you go about 11 o'clock, you got to knock on the door and go in and have this, <laughs> you know, it's a big cocktail book, and it's almost like a, a speakeasy in That's Manhattan. Fun. And then you got to, you know, a, a, your menu is grilled cheeses. And one yes. of my, they had, you know, one with like, you know, uh, Cheetos 
and uh, mozzarella sticks, and I mean, there's all kinds of different ones. But this, I, I'm definitely going to take you up on this uh, because we're going to uh, hear some more Derek, about this. I think. I'm going I'm to test it. The whole pickle juice thing, I'm I'm fascinated. I do know that that that, that is the by the way the next thing. Now that we have avocado toast, the next thing is going to be pick your own cheese toast. <laughs> I'm convinced that that's going to be in, on everybody's menu in about six months because there's just too many good choices. Now. I'll confess, I like avocado toast, but I didn't know that's what it was. When I first discovered avocados, I wanted to eat them three or four times a day, so of course I smashed some onto my toast because it was there and I wanted to eat it. It's a, it's a thing. And I, it must be. I, I've known so many uh, so many ladies of different ages that love avocados, but you don't run into men that are so um, committed to the avocado. And I, I like them very thinly sliced, but green. But I've noticed that like a lot of uh, a lot of people like them soft and almost to where you can spread. And it's just mm-hmm. it's just something that I haven't been able to get. You know that that soft brownier. It's all of, good fat. It's all good stuff, though, isn't it? I, mean, I don't. I'm not interested in it after it because begins to go. Brown. I know there are people who like that, but not me. Yeah, I want, I, I I want fresh it. avocado, yeah. and I'll eat it any way that you hand it to me. I'll even you can hand it to me, and I will cut it in half and eat it myself right out of the skin. People are grossed out by that. No, I'm, I'm, but they I shouldn't get be. better at eating avocados because they they are delicious. All right, now Trey has not only got humor going this morning; he is truly going. This is just so beautiful. Thank you for sending that. This is just gorgeous. These are this is you know y'all know you've heard me talk about his rattlesnake beans before, and it has been years since I was there for the gift of the rattlesnake beans. They're still some of the best beans I've ever had. But he's also growing the running llamas and the tomatoes, and the garden is just beautiful, beautiful trellises, beautiful all of that. Oh my goodness. Great symmetry too, you know. It just everything looks yeah. so perfect. Oh yeah, it's, that's exactly how he. That's that's Trey. That's exactly right. Um, another friend I've made on the radio. So that's that's great. John and Florence says his wife. John and Florence wrote this in. John and Florence says his wife makes sweet and sour pickles that make grilled cheese or hamburgers reach a wonderful stage. Okay, now we got. I, I'm a Rankin County guy myself. I'm I'm game anytime. There's a <laughs> there's a invitation. I can be there in more no cheese, time flat. More cheese, <laughs> more pickles. You know. Well. That's one of those, this is like the discovery that you can cook tofu when people don't understand that it doesn't have to be in soup. All of a sudden, we get the, the one day we talked about that here, we ended up with like 10 different ideas, and nobody said it was terrible, which I like. We do live, you know, where we grow soybeans. We have to pay attention to these things. Good grief. All right, we talked about the poor figs. We talked about the leaf hoppers. A couple more things that we've had in the Facebook group today question about which I just thought was such a great question. She has a big pile of leaves that she has created and allowing them to rot. We all like that. But it has all kinds of oak tree saplings coming up all in it. In other words, the acorns are sprouting. Will they die or do I need to pull them out? Oh, they're not going to die. <laughs> so yeah, you need to pull them out. They're the, some acorns are some of the toughest, healthiest things. Everybody, the whole, all that romance around the mustard seed, you know, and this is that's what beautiful verses and beautiful things. But I got to tell you, from that tiny acorn comes that live oak. Come on, that's nature, and this is weekend gardening.
free. Welcome back. We're talking to Bob and his wife about doghouse living. Well, it's okay. Our doghouse is a double wide and two stories at that. Wow. An alternative for today's high-priced homes. Really? Try having your feet hang out all winter. Yeah, it's challenging. Folks, stay out of the doghouse by calling 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe, the Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden. Now is the time to get yourself to Lakeland Yard and Garden for the largest selection of patio furniture, outdoor-indoor living areas, umbrellas, replacement cushions, and beautiful fountains and stepping stones. You'll even find Komodo Joe grills and collegiate gift items. The expert staff members at Lakeland Yard and Garden will be happy to guide you through their large nursery stock of bedding plants, perennials, tropicals, and more. While you're there, be sure to get your topsoil or mulch sold by the bag or in bulk. Lakeland Yard and Garden even offers local delivery. Lakeland Yard and Garden, growing your way and serving you for over 40 years. Stop by or call today, located at Lakeland Drive and Airport Road, 601-939-7304, online at lakelandyardandgarden.com. Listen to your garden mama now. It's Lakeland Yard and Garden Center for all your gardening needs and a whole lot more. Want to know my secret for a summer break that doesn't break the bank? Listen up, because this offer won't last forever. Kohl's gives you $10 when you spend over $25. So I got some cute everyday tees and shorts, the perfect tote for the beach, and all of the patio must-haves for barbecue season. Not to mention, I earned Kohl's cash too. And now I'm off to enjoy the long weekend. Select styles. Offer ends May 29th. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. I noticed mom hasn't been herself lately. She's been forgetful and not remembering to take her medicine. After visiting the orchard, I knew it was perfect. The orchard is Mississippi's premier continuing care retirement community, licensed in Alzheimer's and dementia care for men and women. I know she's in good hands. It's safe, convenient, and most importantly, it feels like home. For that extra peace of mind, call the orchard today for a tour. 601-856-2205 or go to orchard. OrchardRetirement.com. Do you have an invention idea but don't know what to do next? Call InventHelp today. We have representatives nationwide who will explain the InventHelp process step by step. Over 10,000 patents have been secured through InventHelp's patent referral services. The InventHelp data bank includes thousands of companies who have agreed to review new ideas. We've been helping inventors since 1984. Let's help you next. Get started today. Call 1-800-217-4380. That's 1-800-217-4380. Again, 1-800-217-4380. 
I remember picking it out, but I don't get to hear it very often. That's really good. Because I did tell you. Heaven knows I've told you. And not necessarily the right things. But I always say I don't know if I don't know. I and, love the way that one's cut. Yeah. Hey, that, that's got all the heavy got all rock, the, good, yeah. good tempo. Working Everything's on going on that I one. remember sounding it, in, but I just hadn't heard it on the air. It's great. Oh, Corinne, this is beautiful. She planted this oak leaf hydrangea in a big container, and it's gorgeous. My goodness, I love that plant. She layered the bottom of the container with organic matter, and I love this, sticks and leaves and maybe some torn-up cardboard boxes. You can tell that Corinne and I are gardeners of the same heart, because I'll tear up that cardboard in a heartbeat for this. Well, now it's sinking. So can I add potting soil or this and start over? This is going to be real hard, or do I take it out? What about da-da-da-da-da? Well, yeah, you need to do something, because the cardboard does eventually rot. If Ideally, if you could get a person on either side of this thing and lift it up as the third person's pouring soil into the pot, that would be great. But I'm not sure if you have enough hands for that. So I'm going to suggest that you don't just pour it in on top of it, but that maybe take a shovel, slide that into the pot, and lift the whole business, the root ball and all, just a little bit, and try to fill in underneath it. Now, of course, you could plant this out in the yard, or you could put it back in your shadiest part of your back garden, or you could maybe even, I don't know, put it in a slightly larger container and, and start again with the same process of all the extra stuff down in the bottom. But, yeah, when it works, it all rots, and she's right. That's what happens. That's beautiful. I love oak leaf hydrangeas. I do think that one of the reasons that we don't see them in everybody's garden, every, everywhere you plant a tree and you grow shade, you got to have something to grow underneath the shade, and and oftentimes an oak leaf hydrangea is a really, really great super choice. Can't take as much sunlight as the other kinds of hydrangeas that we love so much, but it is a beautiful plant. And the oak leaf, of course, is the, uh, you know, that's the part of it. Beautiful flower from Cheryl and Clinton. This is the Alstromeria, the parrot lily, which you all are seeing around places now. Thank you so much for your sweet words. I appreciate that very much, Cheryl. Um, this Alstromeria that's red and has the yellow edges on it, we, you don't see it, but you see its relatives in any kind of bouquet at the grocery store or from a florist or anything that's, that's got that kind of flower in it, but it won't be this color. Now, the reason that this one is all over the place in central Mississippi is simply because the legendary, you talk about having a goat, the greatest of all time, in, in this world right here, that is, is Minel Hayward. And she brought this plant to Minel Gardens and put it, and we didn't all steal it from there, but a lot of people did lift a cutting here and there from, and it, because it grows so rampantly. So if you see somebody and they have some, they undoubtedly have some they will give to you because it is, there's too much of it. Right now, I could give you two square feet of it that I don't need. That's what I was and about to say. And I still have the other five square feet. <laughs> I was. I learned that this this week from That's you what, oh, thank about you. Minel and where the cutting came from and what the plant is. It's a beautiful plant. It is beautiful. And it's same color. It's the same plant. It's the same plant. Exactly. It's a, it's a great cut flower, and you will see it all across central Mississippi. I think it's popular other places, but we're, we're about – as far north as it is reliably hardy, maybe, I don't know, certainly the, the not quite to the Mississippi Delta. Do they come in different varieties of color well, the, in different yes, regions? This is, a, this is Pulchera. This is actually a, a, the, the genus and species. But there's so many hybrids within that family. That's why you see a whole bunch of other ones in flower arrangements and stuff that, that will have that same form 
a whorl of flowers at the top of a, a stem and maybe even another stem with another whorl sometimes. But all of those have, you know, they're other hybrids. They're not this one. This is probably their parent, <laughs> if the truth be told. She's got a, a, a an impressive uh, growth of that. Quite a stand. Yeah, she has very quite a impressive. stand. Yes, beautiful thing. And it can get out of hand. That's The, the good news about it is all you do is pull up what you don't want and give it to somebody else because somebody wants it. Beautiful mushrooms, speaking. Um, <laughs> beautiful gladiola and coffee. Thank you all very much. That's lovely. Some more suggestions about how to use dill pickle juice. <laughs> little did I know. I mean, there's a whole world of dill pickle juice ideas out there. Now, I'm going to tell you my other one. And I don't know if anybody does this, but I tend to keep the pickle juice and throw other things in with the pickles. I throw in red onion slices and, you know, other stuff. And it doesn't actually pickle like a pickle, but it's called a quickle, and it, it pickles a little bit. So it, there, you can use the stuff for all – I mean, you go through all that trouble to make it. It seems like it has to have several uses. I had not thought of red beans, however, so <laughs> we'll, we'll work on that one. Let's see what we can do about that one. The um, – oh, yeah. So the, the mushrooms, I, I have to tell you, Rhett, this is Rhett. Rhett has weighed in. He's fallen in love with the mushrooms growing in his yard. That's good. Um, identify them with a mycologist before you consider what you're going to do with them. But he's pretty sure that this was a strawberry plant. It's a tomato. It's clearly a tomato. And I'm just going to say, because of his other comments in his lovely post this morning, I, I'm going to say... Uh, Thank you, Cher. It's beautiful. Just just let it go. It's gonna put a stick in there or a cage around it because you're gonna have tomatoes pretty soon. Yeah, that one's big. <laughs> it's a it's big, in a big strawberry big, planter. Big plant. Yeah. Big big plant. Looks like it looks better than any strawberries I've ever put in a strawberry I'm, planter. I'm serious. This yeah. is not. This is not. Uh, and it's not potatoes either. See, that's the other thing. We have tomatoes with leaves that look like potato leaves because they're cousins of each other. We do not, however, have potatoes with this sharp of, sharply defined of a leaf. So there, there you go. Y'all are just full of great questions today. This is fun stuff. Um, is it too late to prune azaleas? Yes. It is, is, does anybody, can anybody tell you where to get it? And the answer is fill in the blank particular plant. I'm going to tell you what I know. The first place, you, if you're looking for a particular plant, the first place you need to look is where you see one growing. That person may have one to give you. They may also have a cutting and, and be nice. Don't go steal it off their property because, you know, that's not appropriate. But, and it could get you killed. But you, you need to be sure that you're, you're talking to the people if you want to go, for instance, dig up daffodils or dig up something like that. On the other hand, if you are trying to, to get yourself into some more sources to purchase things, if you're going to buy online, read all the reviews. If you're going to buy from a garden center near you, Go see what they got. You can make your own choices. But I'm telling you, if you're going to order online, you will you will read the comments and the reviews, and they generally cannot take them down, even when they say, I ordered the plants and they never arrived, <laughs> or whatever it is. You need to know these things. So um, I will tell you that the chances of you finding plants to order are pretty good, but you just have to be sure where you're getting them. <laughs> Thank you, John. <laughs> I do look like that, don't I? That's pretty good. Oh, my goodness. Golden Barrel Cactus wants to transplant that one. No, I'm I'm not going to transplant that one. It 
if, if you're going to wrap it up and move it from one center, one container to another, or whatever you're going to do to it, that's better done in earlier in the spring. But barrel cactus is a beautiful plant. That's for true. Vidalia on vacation. Come on. That's funny. Uh, let's see. Oh, should we soak moonvine seeds? Yes. It's a good idea. Okra seeds, moonvine seeds, nasturtiums, not that we'd be planting those right now, but any of those seeds with a heavy, hard coating around them, it, what it's telling you is that those seeds needed protection. They were either prized by something that wanted to eat them, or they were very, very easy to sprout and therefore wouldn't get transported far enough away from the mother plant to survive propagating the species. There's all kind of reasons why these things would happen. But it's very important that, yes, you can soak those. You don't have to soak them overnight. Warm water for about an hour is probably as much as you're going to get. Cheryl says that those alstroemerias are popping up all over the backyard, even in the potted plants. Yeah, they will do that. <laughs> it sounds like wisteria. Well, there's almost. people that don't like these because of that, but I'm telling you, in the, in the cut flower world, and by the way, next Tuesday will be the next Tulip Tuesday, I'll be talking about perennial plants for cut flower gardening, and this is one of them. There, there are plants that we cultivate, that we practice, that we grow, that we are careful with. There are other ones that we control. And there are even other ones that we just go out and harvest, all right, all of which can be conditioned into beautiful cut flowers. This is one of the ones that we just control. We get a start of it, and all we have to do is go in. It's like crocosmia. All you have to do is go in later on and maintain that or keep it from popping up everywhere all over your yard. You know, you have to get, give it a little bit, of, little bit more attention, perhaps, than other things. But, yeah, that's, that's wonderful to do. I was happy to finally know what day it is. Yes, I've been kind of off calendar for about a month now. But the Mississippi Gulf Coast Daylily Society will hold its show today at the Edgewater Mall in Biloxi. Next Saturday, the Hattiesburg Area Daylily Society at the train depot in downtown Hattiesburg, both of which are worth your attention and your time. And for the lady who was looking for lilies, I think there's probably a sale attached to both of these events. <laughs> so. Whichever one you're closest to. Exactly, you know, just go. And I'll tell you, I mean, Hattiesburg has seen a an amazing growth in that in that area. I, I'm trying to remember what you call, is it Midtown or what? It's close to the university. But I hate man, to it say. It is beautiful. I know what you're talking They've about. They've done so much work through there. I was yeah. so impressed the last time I was in there. The library is beautiful. beautiful. The drain depot is fun. It is awesome. Just and and I, one t- thing I wanted to mention before we go to break is – and I've listened to you for and watched you for months spell without looking at Google to type in, you know, Alstromeria <laughs> and all that. When you were in grade school, were you like the spelling bee champ or something? You know, yeah, and did well, that allow you? Actually, I wasn't, but we <laughs> we did we had we had to spell. We had spelling contests, and I've always been better able to spell than the average bear. But I have a couple of still friends of mine from spelling bee days that beat me every time. There's just some people who can spell. Now, I also, because I've, I've told this story before, I'm not embarrassed to say it. After my husband died, I couldn't remember the common names of plants, but I could remember the scientific names because I had to learn them and write them down in my education. The common names have a whole lot more, shall we say, loose part of your brain. And the trauma really affected me, and I couldn't, I couldn't do everything. And one of the things I couldn't do was to call up the six common names, you know, of the, 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 the I could only call up the scientific names. So 
that's kind of what I've been uh, working on the last few years, and I'm frankly quite ready to tell you that I'm back to it all. When we talk about soaking, um, soaking seeds, I got this other note from somebody that they wanted to know if they could soak them in bleach. I've known people that did that. I don't find it necessary. Warm water to me is exactly what's perfect, um, and it, it does exactly all we need to do. Okay, all right. That's all the questions from the Facebook group. And, <laughs> of course, they did, Rhett. They're beautiful, too. Something's eating the leaves. Make sure it's not slugs, and if it's not slugs, eh, insecticidal soap will do. All right. Kenneth, welcome into the program. Thank you for calling today. What's on your mind? Uh I got a fig tree, and I missed the section when you talked about the figs. Mm -hmm. And it's about a 10-year-old tree, and it's about uh, 15, 20 feet high. And I trimmed it. I mean, I trimmed it and hauled off a bunch of limbs. And now, now I got leaves on a lot of the limbs, and most of it's coming from the ground around it. You mm -hmm. know, shoots mm -hmm. just right, right through the middle of it and all. And I was just wondering what to do with the shoots or leave them or what do you think that they're coming from the base of the tree or are they coming from out along the roots out from the tree uh, a few of them may be coming from the base but uh, a lot of them are coming from out like uh, three to four feet from mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in that case what I'm going to tell you is that you're going to want to pick a couple of those to leave to let grow because your roots are telling you that the tree itself is not in great shape. Luckily, you've got some growth on it, and it may be able to come back. But the future of that fig stand is going to be the new plants that have come up for you. And fortunately okay. for you, not everybody has any that have come up. I've told the story this morning that my, my fig that I really like a whole lot is dead as a hammer except for one branch, and the one branch is laying on the ground. So it's really not doing me any good, you know. Yes, ma'am. I think I'm going to propagate it, and I will have the tree again, but we're just having to, they're one of the things we're really having to just pay attention to and go with each plant and do what we can for it. So I just need to leave it alone, though. I would leave it alone. I, I wouldn't, if you don't want all of those, I would get rid of some of them. In other words, if you feel like there's 12 of them and you only want two more fig trees, pick the two best-looking ones and get rid of the others. Okay. Okay. All righty. All righty. Thank, thank you so much, ma'am. Sure. Thank you, sir. Glad you called today. Appreciate that. See, I'm only crazy some of the time. This is Weekend Gardening. Mississippi. It's time you get the benefits you deserve. If you're eligible for both Medicare and Medicaid, there's a local health plan just for you. Shared Health Dual Plus, a dual eligible special needs plan with more benefits, like a $2,500 yearly allowance for over-the-counter items and groceries, a $600 yearly allowance for utility bills, a $5,000 yearly allowance for dental care, and shared rewards. All accessed on one easy-to-use card, plus more. 
Call 855-413-8769, TTY711, or visit SharedHealthMS.com. Paid Actor Portrayal. Shared Health Dual Plus is an HMOD SNP plan with a Medicare contract and a contract with the Mississippi Division of Medicaid. Enrollment in Shared Health Dual Plus depends on contract renewal. Shared Health Mississippi, Inc. does not discriminate on the basis of race, color, national origin, sex, age, or disability in its health programs and activities. Benefit limits and exclusions may apply. Check the plan's evidence of coverage or details or give us a call. For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy, Rizinkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months, and SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand, nothing on my skin, that's my new plan. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. ESISupply.net It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net Socknet Boom Products, Oil Gator, Oil Dry, Spill Kits, and much more. ESISupply.net Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at esisupply.net. Bring elegance and beauty to your living space and garden with high-quality fountains and cast stone statuaries from Four Seasons Garden Art located in Crystal Springs. We are the fountain experts with over 300 running fountains and five acres of home and garden products. Let the sound and beauty of a fountain enhance the tranquility of your living space. Four Seasons Garden Art. Visit us at fourseasonsgardenart.net for the availability of products, sales, service, and delivery. We are the fountain experts. Pinnacle Motors, quality vehicles, affordable prices, and now edge sheds. 8x12 utilities to 16x40 cabins and garages available. Set to be wired, painted, and finished out if need be. Setup and delivery is free and financing is available. Your new go-to for edge sheds is Pinnacle Motors. Off Highway 471, the corner of Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon. Online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Your next garage, utility, building, or cabin is at Pinnacle Motors. We'll see you soon. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again! If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com.
it's hard not to dance, isn't it? I tell you. Dot, that's a beautiful Christmas cactus. She says it is off calendar, but she's enjoying it anyway. <laughs> it's beautiful. When they now we do have Easter cactus, but this is not that. So the, the the Thanksgiving and Christmas cactus that blooms any oddball times, it just has to do with temperature and the amount of light that they're getting at that particular period, that week or that month that you're you're looking at them. So it's just beautiful. I have one more tip for you, Rhett. The reason why there's something eating your moonflowers is because they need a trellis. <laughs> now, that's not going to keep everything from eating them, but we may have a slug problem, and that's going to be a lot less of a problem if they're up above ground. Many times we see that sort of arrangement. I'm in the process of wiring around and up the, what's the, the, the overgrowth of my Peggy Martin Rose, which has now changed locations. And I have to tell you, sometimes it can be difficult to do that. But once I get that to happening, I think it's going to be better. There won't be as many leaves close to ground level for various things to chew on. But in, in my case, I'm pretty sure that it is slugs that are taking those on. I am happy to tell you that... <laughs> Here's I, I, the word almshouse did not come to my mind readily, but I know what it is. When we talk about alms, we're talking about the the monies or donations that you make because to whom much is given, much is expected, and because we all recognize that no matter how bad off we are, there's somebody else that needs more than we need. That's just the truth. That doesn't that's to say you know. I'm a poor person. I shouldn't have to help anybody else out. That's not true. Everybody has that responsibility as human beings sharing a planet together. But years and years and years of studies, 100, worth, 100 years worth of studies in the U.K., various almshouses in England particularly, they understand that having studied all of these things, they found that living in these communities reduces the negative impact of the health and social well-being that is commonly experienced by people as they age, particularly but not exclusively in lower socioeconomic groups. Mainly, more than that, it's people who were living in isolation, who need their, frankly, their health imp- will improve and their social well-being will improve if you're around other people. Isolation and loneliness are very serious and real things. We. We have spent a lot of energy in this country in making sure that we can all have our own individual houses in many cases or apartments or whatever it is. Sometimes that's not only a lot to keep up, but it's also a lot to be alone in. And if we're not going out then to some sort of social thing, whether it be church or a bingo club or whatever, garden group, yeah, mm -hmm, any of those things, it can be a problem for us. People live longer when they know other people and are involved in things, and that's pretty important. Yes. Sir. Are plants considered people? Well, by some of us. <laughs> I, I would say so. <laughs> by some of us. The horticulture therapy part, um, I, I, my, my social media post this Friday talking about the program is all about how gardening's not our whole world, but it makes our whole world. It, ma- it makes everything better. And the plants, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, I yell at my plants. I, I talk to them nice occasionally, but mostly I yell at them. Well, we were talking before the show, you know, you said running or jogging or, you yep. know, as you get older, um, social activity with others, you know, gardening, you know, those types exactly. of things are all very important. And, and I think having a dog is one. I think having is, a dog, is, we always see those studies. Dogs more than cats. 
Although, yeah, why is it that I way? I, I don't love know. cats, but I mean, why do they not allow you to live longer like a dog? I guess I it's the, the constant licking a now, dog. Now, we've got another one. We've got the running in middle age that keeps those adult-born neurons wired up, keeps everything firing. We also have that the same kind of connectivity and memory improves just with walking. So it's either one, either kind of movement that you do as an individual, but also the way you relate to other groups. You You find people that you know, run and don't ever run into anybody, but you also find other people who run in events because you're running by yourself, but you're also running with this other 50, 200 people, you know, to benefit some charity or some, just some idea that everybody got into. So that's, yeah. it's kind of fun. Yeah, when I do my running, I try to go a few days a week, at least, you know, if I can get more, I, I do. He's just bragging now. Yeah, well, no, I try, you know, <laughs> at 48, I need to stay in shape. But I do, I pass people, and we'll wave, and over time, you kind of, you don't know them, but you no, do speak. But you, you know, and who there's, there's one yeah. guy that I'll, I'll pass, and he's probably about my age, and he always says, just run, baby. Just, <laughs> See? And then, you know, so we just laugh and smile. It's a nice exhortation it is. at that hour. It's kind of fun. Now, we've also seen in recent research a consistent link between better health that we all seek and the seaside. Studying, um, this is a great one, studying 15 different countries. Living at the seaside, but particularly visiting the seaside. Um, I have in my lifetime had a couple of occasions where I had to be driven to the water so that I could just hear it. You know, I, I needed the sound of the ocean Somewhere in in my psyche, it was important for me, and I was able to get that. But how come the shore? Why is that? Is it the sound? Is it the... I don't know, but I'm telling you, we may be finding out something. Cranfield University has now unearthed casks. Yep, that's right. 15th century pottery from Puerto Rico is the first wine in the Americas brought over from Spain. So perhaps that's why coastal living seems so wonderful and appropriate. It's in the water. It's all in the water. It's all there. And I think you're spe- my mom was thinking about going down to the beach today with the family. She's like, oh, I'm just so busy and all this. And she's a beachy person, loves the water, just Gotta go. like you're saying. And so maybe if she's listening in, she, she you know. Th- maybe th- she's driving in. Yeah, right she's now. already gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's important. It is. Um, I, I, my, one of my jokes is that if, if you don't know about the power of water, take a child out that you're trying to you know get to go to sleep and the, the sound of the waves will knock them out in a heartbeat it's great let's see now john says um uh-oh here comes john with his more more pickle stuff <laughs> we'll have to decide about that after this show hey i'm in i'm going to shoot my <laughs> number you over are. Yeah. i know you are i'll, I'll be waiting to hear how that all goes <laughs> I love this idea of a a publication called Communications, Earth, and Environment. These are beautiful things. Striking to see such consistent patterns over 15 countries. The languages are not the same. The socioeconomic situations are not the same. The geography is not the same, except that it's all the coast. And people get so much from going to the coast that, you know, good morning, Biloxi. How y'all doing? (laughs) It's it's definitely I'm not the only one, and I'm always glad to find that out. I'm just I've been itching to get down to Ocean Springs for months. I I just you know I'm gonna have to find the watch time. out watch out I'll I be love, in the back seat of your car. I love it. It's beautiful there. Um, there there uh, there's an awful lot of good and fun to be had in any part of our state, and we're we're blessed. I'm gonna tell you that I I love my Louisiana Cypress Swamp, but I 
love my Mississippi Delta Cypress Swamp every bit as much. We're very fortunate to have such a beautiful part of the world to live in. And frankly, there, you know, we understand that there's not, no place is perfect, but everybody has some kind of nature they can get to. Other people live other places that they really can't. They have to think about it. They have to plan for the weekend. Most of us, at least this afternoon, can get out and have a little green. That's fun. And we get to maybe take us a road trip next Saturday, go up to a beautiful... Let's see if we can pull that off. I'm looking forward to it. All right now, y'all. Have a wonderful week. Stay green, get busy, and come back here next week for some more weekend gardening. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of TeleSouth Communications. We are agriculture, the number one industry in Mississippi. We are 180,000 member families strong, a century of generations. We are grassroots Mississippi in all 82 counties. We are Unified, the largest general farm organization in Mississippi. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Are you an employer looking to diversify your workforce? Hiring workers with disabilities is a win-win situation. This is Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Call our Business Relations Specialist to learn how your company can benefit from no-cost on-the-job training and receive tax credits when hiring workers with disabilities. We're a source of recruitment for pre-screened and job-ready applicants and are committed to being a valuable partner for employers. Visit our website at mdrs.ms.gov to find a Business Relations Specialist near you. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. By texting 64000, you agree to receive recurring automated marketing messages from Babbel. Message and data rates may apply. No purchase required. Terms apply. Available at babbel.com slash TNC. We're going abroad for the first time in years. To Spain. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Babbel, language for life. And now try Babbel for free by texting RADIO to 64000. Text RADIO to 64000. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.